strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time. We are about 10 minutes away from the uh, scheduled time for the President of the United States to talk about student loan forgiveness and all the details. There's been a bit of a preview that's been released, but that is scheduled for around 11.15. We will be taking that live, so if you don't have the uh, KTAR News app downloaded, download it now. You'll be notified when that starts. You can listen live from your device. It is the best news. Um, I would say the best news app that's out there. It's the only one I have on my phone, the only one I use. Um, so we're going to reserve our comments until after what the president has to say at 1115. If the president doesn't start on time, of course, we will do. Did you hear this? As we always do. But as soon as the president begins to speak, we will we'll take it live. Um, wanted to talk about some issues in the economy. And I think this is still the number one issue for people uh, concerned about what's um, going to happen. And I, I've talked quite a bit about my disagreements with the direction the country goes under this president. I've said for a long time that I believe climate change directs every decision that this in some way, shape, manner or form. Climate change directs the decisions that come out of this White House more than any other issue. Um, so here's one. We know that we are being pushed toward battery operated vehicles, the EVs. And and uh, pushed is not too strong of a word. I believe it is a push. We're being pushed in that direction. We're being pushed in that direction faster than we can handle um, what it's going to bring us, if it brings us to us. The state of Texas, there is issues, whether you blame the state of Texas, whoever is to blame for this, the electric grid in the state of Texas is precarious at best when they've had the very hot weather, the concerns of rolling blackouts in Texas. We have, we've had concerns in Arizona. There are also reports that Arizona has to do something about its electric grid. Within a couple of years, because of our growth, we're going to be in danger of not having enough power in the hot summer months either here in the state of Arizona. Nation wide Arizona, but I understand the electrical grid as good as um, more a uh, better than most because of my background as an electrician doing some design work on projects doing refabrication work and revamping electrical systems on buildings as they grow I've done a lot of that myself to give you a very tiny 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 example of what I'm talking about many of you have done this the house I purchased a few years ago was built in 1955 in 1955, the electrical requirements on a home was a 100-amp service. It might have even been smaller, but it was – the one on my home is only rated at 100 amps. So you think about most air conditioning units have a 50-amp circuit breaker connected to it. Most uh, – your ranges, your, if you have an electric oven, an electric oven is a 50-amp circuit breaker itself. Your electric dryer is a 30-amp circuit breaker. Your electric water heater is a 30-amp circuit breaker. Are you getting m- the point? of how we've changed and that a 100 amp electrical service is nowhere near big enough to serve even one home. So I replaced the electrical service and put in a 220 amp serve, 225 amp service on the side of my house. So that's just one uh, example on a very, very small scale of how once you put too much of a demand on a system, you've got to change the system. And so imagine now doing that to an apartment complex, a condominium complex, a one square mile in a dense, densely populated area, and explain how we keep up with that growth. It's, it's, it's not an impossible thing to do, but it's going to take a lot of money and a very long time. And then there's this. The Biden administration moves to fund Canadian mines while blocking U.S. mining effort. 
They are considering funding the Canadian mining and metal industry as a desperate uh, as it is desperate to acquire more rare earth minerals to build renewable energy technologies. However, the administration has previously blocked development of U.S. mining efforts, according to E&E News. Climate change drives everything for this president. We understand that there are reports out there now saying that the environmental impact of the mining that will have to be done to produce the batteries for the electric vehicles. There are some environmentalists, and I don't always agree with environmentalists, to be honest with you, the politics of it. They are saying it's going to be as bad as fossil fuels for the earth. And yet we're pushing in that direction. And I don't know the particulars, but why are we outsourcing something that is so important here in America? There are great mining companies in America that can do a very responsible and and, uh, environmentally conscious, environmentally responsible uh, way of doing things. And then you feed the American economy. Why are you blocking it? Uh, Following the passage of the Democrats' massive climate spending package, the Biden administration is looking to import critical critical minerals such as lithium, cobalt, nickel, and may even give money to the Canadian mining industry to acquire such minerals and help push mineral supply chains out of Chinese hands, but not into American hands. So you look at the vast um, undertaking that this push, this move is going to be. Um, We don't know what the value of it is. To be honest, we don't know how good this is going to be. I've I've got nothing against some of the electric vehicles I've seen. I've talked about the the new uh, Ford Lightning, the truck. Uh, I have a friend who ordered one. They are incredible vehicles. I'm certainly not diminishing. I have Teslas and the other manufacturers that have electric vehicles. Some of them are very cool. Uh, I don't own one. But I'm not, I'm not against any of that. But if we're going to move to a dramatic shift in this direction, like it looks like we are being pushed, we are definitely putting the cart before the horse. They're talking about how are they going to get charging stations into rural areas. That's a big challenge. How do you do that? Well, I got the bigger challenge. How do you get the infrastructure in place so that when you do that, you can you can do it um, responsibly? Because right now, the big complaint is people lining up at public charging stations. We are not anywhere close to where we need to be for the push that's happening. We have put the cart before the horse, and no one wants to talk about the infrastructure disaster that this is going to be. As we push in this direction, how it's going to compromise the electrical grid in a lot of different places. We are doing it much too quickly, and we're doing it in the wrong order. There's no doubt about that. Coming up in a moment, uh, we're going to get you caught up on the biggest news stories of the day. We'll do Did You Hear This? And if the president starts on time, obviously we will be going to the president. All that's coming up in just a few moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. We are awaiting the president to make an announcement about student loan debt forgiveness. But until that happens, let's get to Did You Hear This? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. The Kyrene School District is in trouble. The U.S. Department of Education says nine students used anti-Semitic slurs and joked about a girl's Jewish heritage at school and on social media. The U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights says the district failed in several ways, including failing to implement a safety plan for the student and not clearly communicating with staff. 
The district released a statement saying they had taken action. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I saw the story yesterday. I, I, you know, kids are mean. And, you know, everybody's been picked on. And I'm not diminishing what happened to this child. Um, teaching people to be nice is a big part of things. Now, the overreaction sometimes is talking about safety plans and everything else. I don't know that this girl's life was threatened. Uh, you should be able to be safe and feel safe and secure in how you worship. And lessons should be taught. And there should be severe punishments for people that take it to this kind of a level. But I don't know that I would worry about her being unsafe unless there was some kind of threat to her life. And I think sometimes the lesson goes both ways. When you are someone that's the victim of this kind of behavior, there are times you have to realize there are just people out there that are mean. And you're going to have to find a way to stand up for yourself. And hopefully she learns a lesson in this as well in a good way. And uh, we can get back to being nice to each other and not doing this idiocy. Biden forgiving student loans, but Nancy Pelosi in April said he doesn't have this power. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would have to be an act of Congress. <laughs> Congress has the power of the purse. How do you see this playing out? Uh, she's, I don't know how she's going to backtrack from that, but she will. And remember, this isn't wiping out student loan. This is just redirecting it. Someone's going to pay for it, just not the people that owe it. That's where the problem lies with this, is, is you are taking people that went and got loans. They knew the risk when they took the loans. They knew what it was going to cost them in the long run. And now it's going to be forgiven. And someone else, me is going to pay that loan. That's what's not fair about this. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to get you caught up. The ACLU is suing Arizona because of a new law set to take effect September 24th, which would allow police to arrest people who get within eight feet of officers to record law enforcement activity. This would apply to everyone except the subject of the police action. State Rep. John Kavanaugh actually changed it from 15 to 8 feet after getting the ACLU's input. Seems pretty reasonable, right? Sounds very reasonable. But the issue here for me, and this is where uh, if it were, if I were the ones that were writing this law, I would have said nothing about videotaping. I would have said you cannot be within eight feet of a law enforcement situation if you're not directly involved in the situation and you don't have permission of law enforcement. Then you take away the camera. And then you take away this whole thing about First Amendment rights. There's no need for someone to be closer. It's a danger to the police. It could be a danger to a private citizen. It makes sense. I just would have written it a little differently. Interesting. ASU has a new multi-purpose facility, and it has been named. The facility will be known as Mullet Arena, named after the family whom ASU acknowledges as major reasons for the hockey program's success. Ray Anderson, vice president of University Athletics, says the arena will serve more than just the Arizona Coyotes and ASU hockey team. Mullet is so cool. Have you ever heard of a cooler name for a sports no, complex? No, especially for hockey. I mean, the mullet, uh, mullet arena is perfect for hockey. I, I know. I, I kind of want the last name now, too. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think that that's a great name for this arena. I think there's so many different marketing things they can do with this. But let's also acknowledge the reason why it's being called Mullet Arena is because of the benevolence of this family that they are saying is financed and done so many other things for Hockey Day ASU that's led to their immense success. It is a privilege to have a building named after you because so many people are so thankful for what you've done. So let's give them credit along with the marketing that's going to happen. 
All right. Well, did you hear this um, again tomorrow? Let's not forget that we are awaiting the president to speak about student loan forgiveness. What's in it? How much will it be? Who will pay the brunt of it? And we'll have commentary after it's all over. Before we break, let me remind you, you can win tickets to see Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, and more for Building Wealth and Live in, Live in Phoenix on September 12th and 13th. Plus, one lucky winner will get a meet and greet tickets to meet Dave Ramsey. Head to the contest page at KTAR.com for details and your chance to win. Coming up in a moment, we're expecting the president to speak. If he doesn't, we'll give you a preview of what we're expecting him to say about student loan forgiveness. There is still so much to talk about in this regard. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I don't think it's a fair thing to do for everybody else. And there's a lot of backlash that's already happening because of this. And it's not just people on the right side of the aisle. There are a lot of people out there that are looking at this and saying, you know, student loan debt, you took out the loan. You pay it. There are a lot of people out there that have paid on their student loans for years. Shouldn't they be angry? People that have had their tax, their wages garnished or had their tax returns taken from them because they didn't pay student loans. And now this is happening. This seems immensely unfair to me. So we're going to talk more about that coming up. But we're expecting the president to make comments at any minute. So please stick around. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. If you haven't subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast yet, do it. Easy to do on any device you have. Never miss a minute of the show. It's the Mike Broomhead Show podcast brought to you by King, LASIK, and K2 Vision RLE, and the best vision for the Valley. Schedule your virtual consult at King, K2Vision.com. Appreciate you being here. Um... We are awaiting President Biden to speak about student loan forgiveness. And so I was going to wait and reserve comments until after he said some things. But here's what's supposed to be in the program. If you have Pell Grants, if you've gotten Pell Grants and you fit under the the cap, which is if you live with a person that makes – if your family household income with one provider is $125,000 a year or a married couple or or head of household um, making $250,000 a year, you could qualify for up to $20,000 in loan forgiveness. If you don't have that Pell Grant, you can qualify for up to $10,000 in forgiveness. They also are going to extend the student loan repayment pause through December 31st of 2022 – with payments uh, payments resuming in January of 2023. Um, this is inherently unfair on so many levels to so many people. Um, This is the epitome of the redistribution of wealth. Um, uh, And this is where I get torn on this subject. Um, I didn't, I never attended, I didn't attend a university, um, but I have watched a dramatic change in Arizona State University, especially. This is not a knock on NAU or, or any other, any other college in Arizona. But when I moved to ASU, it was one of the biggest party schools in the entire country. Um, truly, honestly, the Girls Gone Wild bus used to be parked on campus a lot. And, uh, so it was just, it was known as a big party school. And what, uh, Dr. Crow, what Michael Crow has been able to do with in, in, with uh, changing it to be uh, a school that is doing so many different things with research and their engineering program and otherwise. Um, we uh, there it has changed dramatically. So I'm certainly not uh, complaining about the quality of some of the programs on a college campus. But being a state land grant university, as those universities are, NAU, ASU, U of A. Um, 
is uh, supposed to be as close to free as possible for in-state students. And we know that that's not how it is. They have got programs on top of programs on top of programs. If you go into a degree program and you know what you're saying, this is when you're an adult. You know, when you're 18 years, years old, and here's one of the mistakes I made when I was a kid. I went out and I bought a brand new car. Brand new car. Um, and it got repossessed. It got repossessed because there was no way I was going to afford that car. I made a dumb mistake. I was a dumb kid that had bought a brand new car, wasn't making hardly any money. And, um, you know, it depreciates in value the minute you drive it off the lot. All of the things that happen when you buy a new car. Now I buy a new car. But I buy a new car because that's my choice. People say don't do it. But I do it because it's the one thing I spend money on. I like to drive a nice car. Um, But I pay the bill. And I made a big, bad choice when I was 18 years old or 19 years old, whatever age I was when I bought that vehicle. And I paid a heavy price for that. In long term, I paid a heavy price for it in monetary value. But I also paid a heavy price with it hammering my credit. And then that horrible feeling of having a car repossessed and the embarrassment that goes along with it. But it taught me a valuable lesson. But it was my debt and it was my mistake. It was something that I did wrong. And if you're someone that's 18 years old and you, I'm sure you're consulting your parents and I know every parent I know wants their children to go to college, go to a good college if they're college bound. But there are other options out there for people now. There are trade schools. There are the CTEs, the CTEDs, they call them, uh, career technical education districts where you can go and get a skill. Even as an adult, you can go to a CTED um, and you can learn a craft. And in a shorter period of time than a four-year degree, you can have a certification in something that interests you where you will make a really good living. And uh, so there are options that don't include college. But if you're someone that says, hey, I want the college experience, I'm going to take out the college loans, I'm going to get a business degree, which is still the number one degree at ASU, uh, I'm going to get a business degree. I'm going to go $100,000 in debt. And then I know because my friends are telling me that I'm going to get a job that pays me about thirty grand a year. Uh, so if that is a if that sounds to you like something you're willing to do, then God bless you. Do it. Do it. But then you shouldn't be able to come to the American people and say, I don't, my job doesn't pay me very much. So someone else is going to forgive my debt. That, that's not that doesn't teach you anything. And so that's why you choose a career path wisely. You know, you look at people that are going into the medical field, look at people that are going into nursing and you say, well, that makes a lot of sense. You go to school, you rack up debt, but you're going to get a job where you're in high demand, where you're going to make a lot more money. And it's a good investment because you have the paycheck to pay off your student loan. There are other degrees that are very beneficial to you, that are beneficial to get you good jobs. But there are a lot of people out there that say, you know what, I want the college experience. I'm going to I'm going to pledge a fraternity. I'm going to do all this. Um, And the idea that we are going to uh, say to someone, well, you should be able to go to school and have somebody else pay for it. You shouldn't. There are options. I I chose not to go to college. That was my choice. And I'm telling you, I got lucky. It certainly was a part of a plan that I had. Um, And it was what I ended up doing was I went into a trade at 18 years old that served me well for the rest of my life. But I've told young people this in groups that I speak to all the time that if you have a skill like that, 
If you like to work with your hands and with your head, get a trade. Some of the smartest people I know are tradesmen and women. It isn't one or the other. It isn't that you're going to go to school and use your brain or you're going to go to work in a trade and just use your muscle and your back. No, that's not true. It was a very fulfilling trade for me. And you know what? In four years' time, I didn't have any debt. I was already making good money. I was established as a journeyman electrician making really good money. And I had a lot of friends. This was even in the late 80s, early 90s, getting out of college. Huge debt, not making as much money as I was making. You make choices. The idea that somehow these kids and they're young adults, these people got trapped. They didn't get trapped. They chose this pathway. And no one should forgive their debt. They should pay their debt. And it isn't being forgiven and wiped out. Somebody else is paying it. This is going to cost $300 billion. And it's not fair. It's not fair to people that didn't go to college but took loans out for other things. You know, no one's going to forgive the $50,000 I took out in a mortgage on my house to grow my business. It's just not the right thing to do. We are still awaiting the president to make his comments and get the finer details about what's in this. We'll have comments about it, obviously, after that. As soon as the president starts speaking, we'll bring it to you. It's all coming up here in just a few moments. 